0: radioinfluence.com
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Live Bold and Boss Up. We have a chat with Brian Hill. He's the co-founder of Imperium Data. He has been in IT sales his entire career. And when they formed Imperium in July of 2018, he said he put his best Jerry Maguire impression on and literally set out for a two-week, six-state sales trip. And, you know, he mentioned to us that um, he downplayed his title and put sales executive on there and inspiration for Kevin Plank during the Under Armour early years. And, you know, ultimately that trip was successful, um, as they're you know, standing here today and doing great. And we're so, you know, excited to really grow with this company. Um, Brian, of course, you know, is focused on the strategic long-term vision of the company and responsible for sales and procurement and all that fun stuff. I love this episode. You could really hear the passion, uh, in his voice. And if you haven't caught the previous episode from Lindsay Longo, she also works at Imperium. Brian, um, suggested that we speak with her. She has a very inspirational story, surviving cancer, single mom. It's a really great conversation. You got to check that out. Um, Brian is um, a proud husband and father and just all around huge fan of Next Path and the podcast. And so we're really excited to have him.
0: Hey everybody. My name is Brian Hill, co-founder of Imperium Data. I am very lucky to have these two awesome business leaders here with us here in Tampa Bay, Ashley of and Stephanie Marchese of Next Path Partners. They are doing some great things with their podcast, Live Bold and Boss Up. And in addition to creating the brand awareness of awesome women leaders here in Tampa Bay, they are rocking and rolling as a finalist for this year's Small Business of the Year, Wanted to have them here today and talk a little bit about Tampa Bay, how our awesome region is continuing to grow and expand, and what it takes to be a business leader today in 2021.
1: Ashley? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. (laughs) I know. Thank you. Wow, that was was, quite an introduction. It was. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's really great to be in Tampa Bay right now as a business leader. I think we're really blessed to just be in this area. Um, Everyone seems to be moving here.
2: It's from insane. different
1: states. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as, you know, a staffing agency, we're really seeing a lot of a lot more companies, a lot more tech companies coming here mm-hmm. and really beefing up Tampa. What was the fact that you stated with Forbes? No, we
2: Tampa was just nominated or not nominated, but we we are one of the biggest emerging tech cities in the United States.
0: It's insane, and just seeing the growth and the publicity that's coming into our city. Obviously, we're seeing the the venture capital and everything that the Embark mm-hmm. Collective right. is doing over in Wharf and Warfare, and it's amazing and it's so exciting. Uh, one of our employees, um, we called her, and she happened to be in Chicago. And I said, "Hey, I have this great company. I have this great, you know, position. You know, would you relocate from Chicago?" I thought it would be a hard sell. Right. Uh, it wasn't.
2: Right? She's <laughs> and, like, "Yes, get me out of." It. <laughs> Well, no, it's pretty cool because now Tampa, like 10 years ago, we weren't even on the same like wavelength as a lot of these cities. And now we, I think, are surpassing some of the major like Silicon Valley, New York City, like more people are coming here to be a part of the tech community.
0: And it's not and people think of Tampa Bay. They think of just Tampa, right? I'm partial. I live in St. Pete. I went to College. I'm partial.
2: <laughs> too. I, I'm
0: a big St. Pete guy. Me too. And I, I want to be able to tell people about that. <laughs> what are some of the things that you like about the other side of the bridge?
2: About St. Pete? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was born and raised there, so I can I can tell you a thousand things. Um, I mean, just from t- watching the whole city transform. It's amazing, isn't it? it is, it's one of the coolest cities, and it has so much culture, and like, especially compared to, since we're comparing St. Pete and Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa
0: tries to be like St. Pete.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much... Um, Culture. I don't even know the word, but um, I love going down there because all the murals and all the local restaurants and the community. It's just neat to see the transformation over the past, you know, five, 10 years. It's amazing.
0: And everybody like in this culture and environment of trying to be a business leader, work life balance is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to have such a thriving cultural center within Tampa Bay, like it makes that ability to do both so so much easier right it's so cool to be able to I mean I remember when St. Pete was one bar one restaurant yeah. like and vintage on Tuesday oh, yeah.
2: Nights. yeah
0: and just to see it grow up to kind of the thriving community it is it's really really cool
2: oh it's awesome and I'm like I'm proud to say I'm from there and I live in Hillsborough County now oh. but <laughs> If I could, if I had my choice, I would definitely move back to St. Pete. But I think it's cool that um, St. Pete and Tampa and Clearwater, all the surrounding areas, we're considered Tampa Bay. And it's like one. We are one community, although we have the separate, you know, little cities, we are one. And we support each other, which I think is also neat to see just the whole community supporting each other. And I'll go to St. Pete and they'll come here and we all, you know, support each other's businesses. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, personal question for me, for you guys, you know, I consider Nick, you know, my business partner, my confidant, like said it during the SBOI speech. I, I couldn't do it without him. Right. I'm interested to know about your guys dynamic with each other, your guys uh-huh. dynamic with Gina, kind of how do you guys work together? Like, are you like sisters? Do you fight like sisters? Like, what is it like on a day-to-day basis for you guys running NextFast together?
1: In short, it's amazing. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. we love working next to each other. Right. So uh- we, you want to tell the story? Sure.
2: (laughs) So, Ash, and how long have you and uh, Nick known each other?
0: So, Nick hired me at our former company when I was 24. He was 33, and that was seven years ago. Okay.
2: So, Ash and I, we've been best friends for the past 12 years. We actually lived together. Wow. Um, We cheered together. And then just, you know, since 2018, we've worked together. But um, I can't think of one argument that we've ever been in. There's not one. No, which is very rare. We get along very well. We sit next to each other. I don't know. We're just easy to get along with people, I
1: guess.
2: (laughs) And then um, Gina too is, um, I love having her as a partner as well. She moved down here from Raleigh. She's from here, but then moved away um, to Raleigh started an office there and then came back in 2018, but it's just a great dynamic. We have a lot of fun. We all get along really well and it's just a fun group. And I think together with each of our personalities, Gina is the more like manager, um, the, the disciplinarian, yeah. the,
1: <laughs> yeah. the office, mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. office mom.
2: Yeah. And then Ash and I are, we're, um, you know, we're, we m- more sit back and, you know, Kind of observe and have fun with everyone else.
0: <laughs> uh, Nick said you guys were the rainmakers. He's like, you know, Gina seemed to be off, you know, making sure everybody was staying minding their p's and q's. Then Ashley and Stephanie just pin their ears back and go bring in business. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. We,
1: and Gina we does, does like, that too. We, we, yeah, Gina does that too. We, I don't know. We just like to have fun. I think, I think when you love what you do, it's it's just fun all around. So you're like, even though you're business and you're working, you're still having fun with mm-hmm. it, you know. And I think like. I could speak for Stephanie and Gina. Just to you know, we love connecting with our clients. Like we, we turn our clients into friends, you know, and it just like feels really good to help them out, and it feels good to help out all the candidates too that we place into roles because we know they need it for their family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is such a fulfilling feeling, and not only being able to create that for your employees, but create that for the people that just touch your organization, Mm -hmm. and for your organization to be able to have a positive impact on you know, I like to say even here, we have 21 employees now, but we're responsible for over a hundred people and right. that family, friends, people that rely on of data to, to keep going and to keep succeeding and, and to keep doing right by the people that, and now even with the implementation of our staffing arm, like our candidates, our customers, and that, that multiplies. I mean, for you guys, that that's way more than anybody. And as you continue to grow and expand, right. um, I've never heard your guys' origin story. I mean, kind of like us, grown up very quickly in the last three years. Mm -hmm. You said you were founded in 2018. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me a little bit about kind of how this all came together? Like, what was the brain trust? Like, I know Dan and James had had done it before way back when and had the blueprint, but obviously you guys are more than a critical piece to that. I would love to hear your story.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll start it. it So I think that for me, that's what helped. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, well, Dan and James have done this before. Great. You know, you trust you trust them to know exactly what to do and to be your like executive advisor right mm-hmm. and so for me that was i think really helpful it's comforting knowing yeah. that they've been there been there and done that right Right. And of course, you know, I've always wanted to create a company and create a nonprofit and just do all these very entrepreneurial type things. So Mm -hmm. it was just kind of always in my DNA to do it. So when the opportunity came, like you just had to you had to go for it. it. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I worked with Danny and James and Gina at the previous company. And I mean, I feel like the timing was just right you know, Veritas was acquired. And um, in 2018, I think we're all just ready for a change. And, um, you know, we were acquired by the fifth largest staffing firm in the world. So obviously... (laughs) A lot of things change, culture changed, and we wanted that small company feel again and really wanted to put a customer and client focused um, mindset together again. And so that's why we started NextPath. And um, we wanted to also serve an underserved market, being sales and marketing, which we had never done before. Um, so we kind of jumped in and sales and marketing, not really knowing if we would have any success doing that, because mm-hmm. we were always focused in technology. And it turned out great now it's um we're 50 50 technology and sales and marketing so
0: that's incredible because i think that niche just as a small business owner who we are a sales organization at heart that's the hardest hire in the building Mm -hmm. and we were lucky enough to have a marketing person come in that was quite awesome it Dan. (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like we truly got lucky and, and but it could have gone wrong and we could have gone through so many candidates how do you guys handle that internally? Uh, I mean, if you guys find yeah. a great candidate, that's mm-hmm. for your customer. You go, I think this one's going to come over here. Right.
2: No, we've ever, done that. Is that yeah. ever a conflict? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. only if they don't get the job. We, we want the best for everybody, whether it's our client. And we know if we place them at a client, we're going to be working with them, you know, indirectly anyways. But um, if it doesn't work out there and we love this candidate and they're still looking for a job, then yeah. why not talk to them about next path? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're very protective of our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of our biggest things. I think our number one thing that I think if you have a good culture and love what you do, you're going to be good at what you do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the number one thing and hiring great people is key. Right.
1: I love when we post a sales role and it's for our client, but we'll get inquiries about it and they're like, Oh, is this for NextPath?" Like, no, I
0: want it to be for that was so great. Are you guys hiring right now? Kind of what are the plans for the, the rest of this year and next? Yeah,
2: we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, um, we're always looking for great people, whether it's a referral or just someone with great talent who can come in and help us. I mean, we're, we're always hiring, not actively looking, but always hiring great people. So yes, the answer to your question is yes. <laughs>
0: the culture is such an important part and it's something that we try so hard to protect and right. was so incredibly difficult to maintain through everybody being remote. And how do you do that? Like right. on you know, Zoom and my hair is like all, like this, and my four-month-old son's puking on me. Right. What do I do? Like all of this. How did you guys do it? you know, throughout COVID and and working remote. I'm sure you guys still do have somewhat of a hybrid remote kind of area. What are some of the things that you guys have done to maintain that culture?
1: Gosh, well, during COVID, like Stephanie had her little one literally climbing up her. (laughs) I had to tell the
0: story. It's so so
2: cute. I have eight now. He just turned eight and a five-year-old.
0: Nice.
2: So during COVID, it was like four and seven and they, they're like video hugs. They see a camera. They're like,
1: <laughs> they were in it. Everyone's kids are in it, which actually might've made the culture that much better yeah. <laughs> because then you get to see everyone's kids and you get to see them in their home and just kind of relax. And then of course there's like an expiration date on that. Right. Then we're like, Oh, okay. We kind of want to come back into the office. Like we miss really connecting. Yeah. Um, know. So like during COVID, we tried to do like stuff planned a lot of workouts and stuff like that, nice. and which was really nice because it got us off of our butts to uh,
0: yeah, work out together.
1: Yeah, and we had our we had our video up just like this. Like everyone was like maybe in the garage or outside, and then we're like, okay, everyone pick like
2: a workout makes you feel better about the
0: video happy hour after.
2: <laughs> right, we did that too. Yeah. <laughs> so my que- I have a question for you
0: yeah I was like I'm sorry I feel like I'm missing you
2: <laughs> well you won small business of the year last year for our category yeah. we were competitors last year
0: I know <laughs> um
2: so my question is is like how, like how did you get that like how what did you do that was different than the rest like how did you build that great company culture and company
0: for us, it, it came down to what we describe as the IDM fundamentals. And you guys saw them posted throughout the office here today about insisting on higher standards is having attention to detail, thinking big, uh, for us training to replace uh, Nick and I, as we were shipping boxes out of our garage, we we're like, you know, we could make a decent living. I could, you know, you know, make some money doing this just with you, man. But, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sweating right now and it's August and we're in the garage and I don't (laughs) want to do this forever. The only way that we can continue to do this is to empower and build people that not only believe in me, believe in you, but believe in Imperium data as a whole, because you know I'm 31, Nick was 39 at the time, and you know, we have 20 25 years left in this. And this is a, a lifetime investment that we're making in each other and in the brand of Imperium. And if we can get people to believe in not only me as a leader and Nick as a leader, but the ability to be a leader themselves down the line in in the growth and future of Imperium Data, then we can really create something that is long-term and sustaining. And I think, you know, we got lucky when having somebody like Lindsay who came on as employee number one, who really bought into those fundamentals and and was able to live them and and bring them on to other employees. Uh, And then with the addition of Amanda and Blake and, and just young, talented people who had that thirst for knowledge and you know, intellectual curiosity and just abundance of confidence that, you know, you shouldn't have this much confidence, but you do. And that's fantastic. You do and let's run with it. Let's <laughs> yes. use that. Let's
1: cultivate it.
0: Exactly. Like, okay, all these wonderful natural talents mm-hmm. and okay, how do we put that into a, you know, a bowl mixed up all together and, and have the culture that can propel us forward. Uh, I think just that team effort is what really put us over the edge. Uh, I'm sorry, I decided that I was not gonna lose that contest last year personally. (laughs) Uh, So I put my heart and soul into that. Uh, That was my baby last year. I I wrote the application and I wanted to make sure that all those things that I just described to you guys really came across uh, in what we are trying to convey to the judges throughout the whole process. Uh, It was the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done business-wise. I'm sure that you guys feel similarly. I learned so much about our business by doing it. I learned so much about how to speak about my business doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember in early 2019, somebody asked me what I did. And I was like, "Uh, I sell IT equipment. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I didn't have an identity. I couldn't call myself a business owner. You know, I joked to Nick sometimes. I was like, I wish I had the confidence of a CEO with zero employees who calls himself CEO. Right. But at that point I didn't, I was like, I was just, to me, I was still a sales executive. I was still a customer advocate and the SBOI process really helped me come into my own shoes as a business leader and as a business owner and uh, as a business person within here in Tampa Bay. Uh, So from a growth standpoint, I knew I wanted that for myself and I knew I wanted it eventually for my employees. Uh, I've said my goal is I didn't want to do it twice. So right. I'm sorry that you
2: can't. <laughs> I also yeah. knew it was like one of the
0: hardest things I've ever done and didn't yeah. want to do it twice. Uh, but my goal is also to win it one more 50 plus employees. Right. And I said I want to be the first person to win it twice. So let's win it now. And then then 10 years from now, if we have 50 employees, let's try to do it again.
1: I think that's
0: a great goal.
2: Thanks. Yeah. And it was well deserved. I think <laughs> nice. like I love, I mean, just you reaching out to us and um you know, nominating Lindsay or, or recommending Lindsay for the podcast. I mean, it just shows how you truly care about your employees and your company. And I, I mean, that goes a long way. And so definitely well-deserved. And um, thank you for having us in your space and allowing us to, to share it with you and, and being on this together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can't tell you how grateful I am for you guys coming in today. Like this is so awesome. And, you know, I, I think, it was my way of saying like, I admire you guys so much. I admire you guys. What you guys have built? I'm so sorry that I didn't get to come up and like personally greet you and say like, I was scared. We're going to, I was working so hard because I thought I was like, damn, they are good. They're on top of their shit. Like,
2: sorry. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And like, I have to be on my game and the rest of the company has to be on my game or like, we're going to put all this effort in. We're not going to win. And then seeing your guys continued growth over last year and what you've continued to do and the perseverance to, to go through the contest again, you you definitely have some big fans here at Imperium data. Um, Thank Thank you for having Lindsay on. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for coming out to our office. Uh, you know, I love the, the collab that nobody's expecting. Hopefully, you know, the Tampa Bay business community yes. can do more things like this. I would love to be able to help and support each other, especially, you know, homegrown folks right. that are building and growing and creating things here uh, without venture money from California or New York and doing all that. Like, I'm super proud of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we can continue to, to grow together.
2: Yes, <laughs> I love it. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was perfect. Cool. I mean I, I can't follow that
1: Danny's <laughs> like, yep, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, really You're like yeah. a natural. I told
2: you he's so good.
0: It's like I don't understand.
1: Love it.
2: Now I'm
0: blushing. Um,
1: <laughs> but I like your point that you said about, you know, you just you recognize talent and you recognize what the people are good at and you just let them go. You get out of their way really. And you just Mm -hmm. let them, you let them do what they do best.
0: There's not enough bandwidth in the world to micromanage it. Right. (laughs) Right.
2: I was just thinking of how, I mean, we're both startups started the same year and we're only like three years old in the Tampa Bay area, but I see like us, like your company and NextPath as the future of Tampa Bay. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. it's and, exciting. And, well, and seeing what Greg's done with Atlas and yeah, you know right. obviously the rise and fall of Volgy and and all of that mm-hmm. like you can see how quickly it can go away mm-hmm. but you can also see how high you can go. Right. And especially as the community, I mean Rising Tide lifts all boats, so you yes. can see as the, even the, all that stuff the venture capital and all that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. There's more notoriety there, but as homegrown talent, homegrown companies like we take there's advantage a lot of, of it. Pride and
1: there's a lot of networking. Well, and also with with the you know, something that happened like with Fology, we all can learn from it. too. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, well, what did they do? That didn't necessarily work out. Okay. Let's not do that. So
0: I don't know if you guys remember them, but Nick and I worked at modern enterprise solutions, which is yeah. right down the street. Mm-hmm. And they were fast 50 in 5,000. They had 75 employees at yeah. one point. Um, I was 26 making 200K for like, for all intents and purposes, I was having a great life and I had yeah. no intentions of doing any of this. And then, you know, greed, mismanagement, divorce, like you name it, like the company's gone bankrupt yeah. in two years and right. all of a sudden, you know, I'm 28 years old and be like, hey honey, I don't have a job, we're getting married next month. And like, <laughs> what's going on yeah. here? Yeah.
2: I think a company can definitely fall quicker than it rose. So sure, and for sure.
0: People ask me, what did you learn about, you know, running a company? I was like, I learned a lot about what not to do. Right. And right. like how to treat your people. And at the end of the day that they come first, because if key people leave or key people don't want to work for you, believe you're a, a shitty leader for one reason or another. Right. Everything you built goes away in two seconds. Right. Yeah. And you got to remove ego from all that. Like mm-hmm. I'm nothing without the people that are here. Right. Ethereum's nothing without I could leave. The company will still run. There's like a couple other people <laughs> <like we're> screwed.
1: <laughs> that's why we that's why we do what we do because we have like such a passion for it. And there's there's no room for ego, you know, because you're doing things for other people. I feel like our company, our job is really more it's almost like a um, not for profit. It's almost like right. a like a volunteer because you're helping people. But <laughs>
0: but for a profit we feel that way i mean we've paid ourselves a fixed salary for the last three years and you know we've always known like okay like this this is what we can live off of this is what we're going to grow the company off of the rest of that's going to go into tools resources people like everything that's going to take to be able to attract top talent right like it's i'm i know you guys could echo this like the notoriety, the everything that goes around the positive image of your company that attracts better talent, yeah. Mm, and sure. you're gonna get better salespeople, you're gonna get people who want to work for your organization. I, I mean, I remember pre SPOI, yeah,
2: Danny, <laughs> <laughs> we, we
0: put out a you know an ad for salespeople and we got like four people. I was like, this Wait, is you this put
1: out this? an ad
0: or were we like a LinkedIn ad? We okay, like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> oh, that was like way a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, And we got like four people and luckily one of them was Blake and like, we got super lucky, Mm -hmm. but after we put it out and I was like, I'm in the weeds. Mm -hmm. Like I'm interviewing, like gouging my eyes out. Like there's 150 applicants. It's a lot Uh, to go through.
1: Yeah. yeah. Until next time, babes live bold and boss up. This is an in the trenches with Ian Beckles, quick fix on radio influence. I'm now just a Tom Brady fan. I never liked Tom Brady, but why would I? He was a, he was a patriot. And I'm not a Bill Belichick fan by any means. Am I, am I a fan of what Bill Belichick knows football-wise and you know, his knowledge? Yes, 100%. But last week, it became disgusting the, the way everybody wanted to separate the two. Listen, Belichick is not who he is without Brady, and vice versa. And everybody right now, well, without Brady, Belichick wouldn't be nothing. Let me flip it on you. Without Belichick, Brady wouldn't be who he is. Where do you think he learned mentality? Where do you think he learned the game from? He learned it from Bill Belichick. So let's stop separating the two. I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous and it really seriously needs needs to stop.
0: In the trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.